0: So today we'll talk about the middle of the season that we're in the middle of the season now. Uh, we're in the middle of the season of Easter. And we know Easter is a celebration of resurrection, but often we can kind of relegate it to that one day. I, th- I say we, I mean, you know, typically people get excited about, okay, Lent's over. And now it's like ordinary time part two, but we have, you know, fancier vestments and more flowers in the church. But So what are we celebrating? still through those 50 days? And how do we pay attention to what the Church is offering us and not just sort of glide past it?
1: Uh, it's true that Lent sometimes gets more notice, and it, because of the Lenten practices, we, we kind of get into it, even grudgingly, and then uh, are very happy when Easter comes and, and, and Lent is over. Uh, but uh, Lent is a, a, a period of about 40 days, and we know that the Easter season, uh, so between Easter and Pentecost, is about 50 days. So it's a longer season, and uh, I think more central to the, to the celebration of, uh, of our faith. Sometimes Lent becomes uh, our project, and we focus on what we're doing and not so much about what God is, uh, is doing uh, for us uh, through his son, Jesus Christ. That, I think, is more clear uh, in, the, in the Easter season uh, as we celebrate the resurrection of, of Jesus, uh, we begin on the Feast of Easter with a renewed profession of our faith. This is a, a season, really, of faith, as much as it is practice. Uh, not that we separate the two, of course, uh, but we really are challenged. You know, do we believe in the the truth of this central event of all human history, that uh, the, the Son of God sent by His Heavenly Father? on a mission uh, to announce his loving plan for us and then to accomplish uh, the plan of the father through his sacrifice on the cross and then through the, the power of his resurrection. Do we believe that that really happened? And if we believe that it happened, do we live like we believe it? We see in the scripture readings uh, for the Sundays following Easter that the disciples of Jesus, his apostles, struggle a little bit at first with this reality that Jesus is risen. And as the first who encountered him, risen from the dead, uh, shared that news with others, it's met with skepticism, usually, because it's so unbelievable in, in human terms. But more and more, as Jesus reveals himself, so makes himself visible, very uh, physically present as he did with St. Thomas, you know, invited him to, to touch him and to, to touch his, his wound so that he could be sure that, uh, that it is Jesus. Uh, uh, alive, uh, more and more of that core group of disciples come to, um, uh, to accept this reality, to rejoice in it. And, and then it shouldn't surprise us that they just wanted to tell people uh, about it, uh, because it means, means everything. It means that Jesus is who he says he is. The fact that he's risen from the dead gives power to what we experience in the church, in the life of the sacraments, in the works of mercy, all of the things that we do are, are now we live and, and act, uh, having been incorporated into the, the mystical body of the risen Jesus. And it, 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 it all makes sense. It, it all is effective uh, for our salvation be, because Jesus is risen.
0: Otherwise, everything's in vain.
1: As St. Paul says, it's, it, it's, all, it's all in vain.
0: It's a little uh,
1: seems a little backwards, perhaps, or negative, but it's it's not a bad examination of our life of, of faith and, and of our belief to, to step back for a moment and say, if I found out that Jesus is not risen from the dead, what would I do differently? <laughs> so, you know, am I just, am I just kind of going through motions, trying to be a good person? Uh, or do we just we're just keeping our organizations going and keeping our parishes going one day after another, one week after another? Um, what, what, what difference does it make that, that Jesus is, is risen from the dead? Well, I'm betting my life, and, and so many of us are, on the fact that it, that it is true that he is risen, and, and so it makes all the difference. Uh, but we get caught up, in again, in our projects and the practical details of every day and, and uh, uh, sometimes fail to take note of the, of the marvelous, life-changing truth that, that we celebrate uh, during this season that Jesus is alive. We have the opportunity then to know him, not just to know about him. Um, We remember the wonderful uh, events that were part of his public ministry and we remember remember his life, death and resurrection, uh, but we don't just remember it. (laughs) We're able to be immersed in in it now and and we're able to have a a personal and life-giving relationship with the Lord now because he is alive and through the power of the Holy Spirit we, we encounter him in our lives in the church it's possible then for us to introduce other people to him. And so we proclaim the resurrection of Jesus, we proclaim the, the entirety of the gospel, uh, so that more and more people can not just hear about Jesus, We want to, they need to hear about him first, but then can come to know him and have life in him right here and now where they live.
0: How ought we respond to that? Because from what I'm hearing you're saying, this is what the church is putting in front of us in a, a very clear way. The readings are pointing to it, and Sundays, and go at the end of every mass, whatever the season. We always hear, "Right, go and and uh, you're sent. Uh, proclaim the gospel." So, yeah, how can we begin to respond to that in a way that 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 keeps that uh, the reality of the resurrection in front of us and doesn't become, I guess, just our you know our thing that we have to check off the list.
1: The mass is the center of that, of course, and it's where we encounter the risen Lord in, in such a profound way, and and perhaps gives us the the key to. Uh, what it is that the Lord is expecting of us now, uh, how we're supposed to, to live uh, uh, following the resurrection and, and knowing that, uh, that this gives um, life and, and meaning to who we are and, 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 and what we do. We, we um, kind of take our cue from the first uh, disciples of, of Jesus who began to evangelize uh, and we, in, we read in the Acts of the Apostles, that the earliest, the first generation of the church, they began to talk about uh, the, the truth of, of uh, who Jesus is and the fact of, of his resurrection. Uh, occasionally, they were able to work miracles uh, using the name of Jesus, that there was a great power in the, in the name of, of, of the risen Lord. So many people came to believe because of their witness, but they also faced a certain amount of hostility. It's somewhat like the situation in which we find ourselves. you know the the proclamation of the resurrection of Jesus is not always met with great enthusiasm in, in our time. Some people would reject it, some might not want us to talk about it. Some are just indifferent, uh, perhaps. Um, but we have to be uh, convinced as the the first disciples were that there is power in the message and, and power in the name of the risen Jesus, and if we speak and act it in His name, that it will have will have an effect in, in particular uh the people to whom the lord is sending us day by day will come to believe or, or they'll be able to have a deeper faith because of our witness and because of the, the holy spirit working working in, in and and through us we we feel um compelled to do this you might say like those first disciples did or we should feel compelled at at least um but but in order to for you know to for, for us to kind of take it take this um, charge seriously, I think there, there are several things that, that we need to, to focus on. Uh, the, the first is we have to really have come to know Jesus ourselves. We have to have a personal knowledge and, and relationship with him. Um, like the first disciples, we become more convinced over time that he is the son of God. So we, we put our faith in the truth of, of, of who he is, which means if he is the son of God, we need to pay attention. Uh, to him, but we also take delight in the fact that he wants to be close to us and wants to have a personal relationship uh, with us. Uh, secondly, like the first disciples, we have to to consciously put our faith in the truth that Jesus has risen from the dead. the The fact of the resurrection is the is a pivotal point of salvation history, and and it's an essential uh, part of the of the gospel of the gospel message. In the Easter season, all these weeks of, of the Easter season, that provides an opportunity for us to kind of be reimmersed in in this truth and to reaffirm our faith in the truth of the Lord's resurrection and in the truth that he is alive. Now he's not dead anymore. Uh, The tomb is empty and Jesus is alive. That truth should uh, stir us up. It it should, again, make us rejoice ourselves, but also give us uh, the energy, the impetus to want to share uh, the the good news of Jesus uh, with others. And then, of course, as you mentioned, Jesus has commissioned us to go out when we hear that commission at the end of every Mass. So uh, why do we evangelize? Why do we proclaim uh, the risen Jesus? Well, because he told us to. And he can he renews that that commission in the life of the church, and as, as particularly as we come to the the um, to mass on the uh, the Sundays of the Easter season, that commission at the end of mass, that, that dismissal is um, uh, embellished by uh, by the Alleluias that we speak or are saying, so that we hope we see not only are we being equipped and, and commissioned to share the light of the gospel with others, but we can take delight in it. And see that it's it's our joy to go out and and to share the the good news, just as Mary Magdalene Peter and John others who who witnessed the empty tomb right away they they ran to tell others even though they couldn't understand the totality of it, but they were beginning to sense that something marvelous is happening through the power of God and and it's good for us that it's happening
0: yeah i uh was also wondering just in the experience of these past couple of weeks, if you have any ways you could share that you've experienced the resurrection or seen it happening again, or still happening, because you've mentioned before that um, we can see baptism as this uh, sort of complete event, that our baptism happened this one time and and is done and is sort of a history, um, it's part of our history, um, but we can forget. I think that happens with, with regard to the resurrection. Once again, like you, as you said, we, we slip out of this awareness. So, any ways you see it in the life of the, the church local right now? The,
1: the celebration of the mass takes on a deepened meaning for me during the Easter season. I reflect uh, in my own prayer that th- this is, would be a, a quaint ritual that, that we were all involved in, um, a kind of something left over from the past. If Jesus were not risen from the dead, the, the fact that he is risen and has given us this way to encounter him in such an intimate way in, in the Eucharist in, in Holy Communion. I've received the grace you know, to reflect on that in a, in a deeper way through, through the Easter season and, and invite others to, to, to think of that, uh, too. It's, it's, we celebrate the Mass throughout the year, of course. But the decoration and the festive music and the other sacramental moments that are often part of, of the Mass in parishes in, in the Easter season uh, I think heighten and, and deepen this experience uh, for us. So I have the opportunity to celebrate uh, the Sacrament of Confirmation in many of our parishes. Here again, I can uh, have that opportunity at different times throughout the year, but there are many more opportunities in, in the Easter season. It's an experience, the celebration of confirmation, that of course builds on the, the truth of our baptism. Uh, and we have a, an encounter already ongoing with the Holy Spirit that begins at baptism, but but that uh, it is Brought to a fulfillment, we might say, not a not a completion, because it. it, it the Holy Spirit comes to, to dwell in us and equip us for discipleship for our whole our whole life. Celebrating the uh, with so many, mostly young people in the archdiocese during the Easter season, is a particular joy for me. The Holy Spirit is a gift that that Jesus has promised to give to His disciples. It's not a gift that just falls on us like rain. And so, to reflect with uh, the candidates for confirmation, but also with other members of the congregation, most of them presumably are baptized and confirmed. So again, to try to, I get to to uh, challenge them to know that this is an ongoing reality, not a not something that we accomplished in uh, in in the past. The, this celebration of confirmations. A, um, gives us a chance to reflect on on our discipleship and on the, again on the commission of Jesus to, to not hold our faith to ourselves but to be his witnesses to share share what we know to be true what we have experienced to be true with others
0: yeah I think we should make it our, our prayer in light of your encouragement and, and reminding us of what, what we're well, we're bound to not—not not in the sense of uh, we're not trapped by Jesus, but we're invited. We have this new impulse toward it; should be flow out of us in the light of the of Easter joy to go and make this announcement? Thank you for calling us back to that, because I think uh, I know I need that that reminder to say, well, who, to whom do you belong, and and then how is that coming out? In what way are you responding to the people around you and to reflect this this resurrection to them?
1: We're leading up to, uh, during these weeks, uh, moving towards the Feast of Pentecost. The Holy Spirit is already with us in the Church. So we we remember the, the uh, on Pentecost in particular the the moment when the Spirit descended upon uh, the Blessed Mother, the Apostles, and, and began to to animate the, the Church in in a more uh, in a more public way. But that's already our, our experience. So those of us who were baptized and and and, uh, and confirmed. We, reflecting though as we move towards that, that um, feast on the, the 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 power of the Holy Spirit, we we sometimes talk about it as a fire, as a as a warmth. I ho- hope that we can perhaps sense that our hearts are being warmed, uh, so we can take delight in sharing the, the news of of the Lord's resurrection. Sometimes in our in our preparation for confirmation, we say, well, we'll, we'll receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit, then you know we'll be able uh, to do the work that the lord is giving us and i think we should say that because it's true but more than that we'll be able to take delight in it mm. it's it sometimes um looks more like a burden if especially if the culture is is hostile to the proclamation of the gospel our identity though is found in uh in the work of evangelization and the lord is not calling us to something dreadful but something something joyful and something that will be life-giving for us and and for those
0: uh, around us. Well, thank you, Archbishop. I um, hope you continue to have a blessed Easter. We'll pick up the theme again of uh, Pentecost as we head into uh, the coming weeks. Thank you for your prayers and for your witness.
1: I encourage all um, uh, who are listening to continue to live in this Easter season as if it were every day were Easter all over again. It really is um, uh, a joyful, hopeful time for us. If we pass through it too quickly, or, or to sort of let it become uh, routine, we, we miss out on uh, so much of the grace that, that's being offered to us.
0: Well, thank you for joining us, Archbishop.
1: Yeah. Thank you very much. My pleasure.
0: Thank you for listening to The Shepherd's Voice, a podcast of the Archdiocese of Omaha. For more information, visit archomaha.org slash podcast.